Yes, sir. We made it. We're back. Another season. Another go. We didn't get canceled. Yet. Hey, causing good trouble. Let's do it. Hey, let's do it, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Soul Material Podcast. With your man, EO the OG. And T-Mark the Street Shark. Let's get it. Let's go. Soul Material Podcast. We are back. It's T Mark the Street Shark. And your man, the OGEO himself. All right. When we're here with uh, just another segment, just to uh, let you know what's what's on our mind. You know, some of the things that grinds our gives. So, Kev, I, I'm just going to let you start it off right now. Hey. Just tell me what, what you're thinking about, man. Definitely, man. Let's just dive right into it, man. It's what the people want. Just wanted to ask, man, am I going crazy or what is going on with the culture right now in which? Um, things become dead on one season and the next season or next year it's alive again um, perfect example are dunks um, phone posits um, certain fashion and it just bothered me because again we're right back to what we talked about um, in our initial season um, with exhibition with people not having an identity and their identity being um, what everyone else likes so I'm sure that you Tony ask you like what has made things hot or not particularly these past couple of years in the game right now, because it's evident with what the black market or resale prices are for some of these products that were going for nothing just, you know, 12 to 24 months ago. To be honest, I'm still trying to figure it out because there's certain things that are just not as predictable as they used to be. You used to be able to just see everyone's buying everything every week. Um, but now it's, um, everyone has to see if it's going to sell for more. And then now I'm going to potentially buy it. Um, and again, there goes that auto acquisition because no one's acquiring the same way, right? You're not acquiring the same information the same way. So, um, and back again, back in the day, you used to be able to really get what you wanted. <laughs> right. Um, but with the, the optics and supply and demand, more people, their urgency to buy is misplaced, I feel like. Um, and then at the end of the day, it's they're buying into the false sense of of security that you or that you don't have, right? So it's like I have to buy it because the next one we've talked about this before. You're happy when you get something because you've gotten so many losses and now you've been conditioned um to not care as much about what you're trying to get and you just go get anything. Um so you know, that's in a nutshell what I'm seeing. But like, are these even trends anymore? Like trends of consumption. Are you wearing it? We talked about dunk. We talked about foams. Like, is anyone actually consuming these products at the rate that they're demanding them? I, I'm, I don't see it. I don't, you know, you got to talk about it if you can't be it right. You, you, we don't see, I don't see the foams out there in the streets like that. Um, and Look what happened. Now Nike's not dropping a gazillion colors. Um, so is that why it died off? Uh, because you couldn't resell them anymore, so they just stopped making them? <laughs> um, it's really hard to tell. Um, but that's why we're doing this podcast, just to, to ask these rhetorical questions and um, see what's really going on out there. I have a, have an idea, but, you know, 
tell me a little bit more about what you think, Kev, because, you know, I can't call it. I, I feel like it changes like the weather now. And the understood is not to say that we're just so old and so old school that we weren't trendy as well, because we went from, let's go back to even our college years, Tony, when the jerseys and the pinwheels, and then once Jay-Z came out with the black album with change clothes, we wearing the button-ups, but you still like jerseys. You still rocked your jerseys. You didn't just retire your jerseys and sell your jerseys and then flip them to the next thing. And then, you know, with the long T-shirts and now we're wearing a little bit more urban, I mean, not urban, a little bit more like Euro-fitted type clothing. Um, but people, at least in our era, still admired and enjoyed them having their own style. And it seems like now everyone's style is what they think will get them an, a compliment, but then you don't even appreciate the compliment. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you go out in the street now, you try to give a guy props for what he's wearing. He's like, oh, I know I look hot. And I'm just like, where they do that at? And I'm just like, it's gotten frustrating now to the point that um, I don't even like acquiring certain products. I don't want to be categorized in that demographic of, excuse my French, but very rude folks. <laughs> and like I said before, in the exhibition season, it seemed like everyone is trying to be exclusive than they're looking the same. So people trying to be so different, but then as you mentioned before, Tony, the um, priority is what can't you obtain? And I got this and you can't get it. But as you see now with the way the game is going, as long as you're going to pay the price, you can get whatever you want. What are you willing to pay? And um, it's just frustrating now, man, because I'm saying to myself again, the power is in the people and the power is in your identity and in your individuality. And that um, seems to be lost in the sauce now. People are more concerned about is this what makes me a part of the culture? Fine. I got to conform to this. So it can be a shoot on you. I know this sounds crazy to you and I, but it can be something you absolutely despise, but you go on StockX or you go on goat or you go on grail, you go on eBay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you see this product worth $800. Then all of a sudden that changes your opinion of it. We're not from that era. We're not, we're not from that. You know what I'm saying? That thought process. So that's what's bothering me the most is that um, even with my daughter, man, I'm just saying, what you like, figure out what you like and stick with what you like. And um, I think that we always had peer pressure, you know, and those type of things. But I'm just seeing just how fickle things are in the culture now. And a lot of people our age and above are conforming to this. And that's what's probably frustrating me the most. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. And I think that uh, a key point is the lack of individuality i think that that's gotten suppressed over time because of all of the influence that you have around you that that doesn't come out uh, anymore it doesn't come out in the music it doesn't come out in entertainment um look at how they suppress athletes and what they can wear and what they can't wear uh on court i mean you're limited in the influences that you need to develop your own style um and at the same time um those people just, they don't develop it. And we don't, I think with social media as well, we don't, they don't feel a need to. Um, so again, we grew up where it was, the point was to be different. Um, the point was um, to not wear it exactly how the next person is wearing it. Now it's like the Eminem show <laughs> where everyone just shows up cloned out, looking the same. Um, and then that's cool, which is weird to me uh because again like switch the laces out or do something uh you know you don't have to wear the you don't have to wear what was in the window on the mannequin like i get it they match but you know um i think that also another key factor is 
just the way that you consume the products. Like I was to my earlier point, um, because when uh, you've told another story before, uh, uh, Kev, about uh, South Beach, you know, the Le- the LeBron, the mm-hmm. South Beaches, right? And there's a certain stigma of who were the type of sneaker heads, quote unquote, that were wearing that. And sometimes that might have been the crowd that you didn't fully want to associate yourself with. But as an OG, right, you know how to rock it. Um, you know how to preserve it and while everyone wears it out and then you come back with the freshness. Um, and it's all about, I think, one key that I used to tell people, especially when I was on the, the retail side of the, uh, in the corporate side of retail, I would always tell people like, there's a lot of things that are just seasonal that are just always going to be seasonal, right? So it's your job as a consumer is to pick the timeless pieces out of those seasonal catalogs, right? Things that you know will last the test of time um, for the next 5, 10, 15 years. I think that that's something that I've done a, a good job and people recognize that, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, where'd you get that shirt? I was like, man, I've been had this shirt for 10 years. Um, you know, I've only worn it four times, but... You know, that's how long I've had it because it was a timeless piece. Now, if you're going to wear the exact sweatsuit that's on the advertisement for the holiday collection, that's probably not a timeless piece. So that's an order acquisition tip, you know, laced in here uh, in this conversation is um, pick timeless pieces. Pick. You know, we already told you how to acquire, you know, winter jackets at <laughs> off season, things like that, so that they last the t- uh, time and, you know, you're not walking around looking like a mannequin uh, from 2008 right now. <laughs> no, that's only about to tell you what bugged me. The last time I was in Atlanta, I was um, at Lennox, and I literally saw, like, a group together, probably college students. All of them had on the same release Jordan that came out. All six of them walking together in the mall as a crew. And I'm like, where they do that at? They do it now. Yep, and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> just it bugged me out. But um, going back to a point you mentioned about the LeBrons, the South Beaches, was that it interesting? Um, you know, those things are probably maybe three fourths less popular than they were when they first originally came out because they're not quote unquote selling for five, six, seven hundred dollars like they were back when they first originally came out. Says so brought the demand down, so the prices are down. And I don't see that many people now acquire them the way they did when they were getting them, quote unquote, early for five, six hundred dollars. I'm saying to myself, so did you actually really like the shoe, the history of the shoe, the initial run? Maybe you were too young to get it, couldn't afford it. So like our stories don't really connect with the stories of this new culture. So I'm saying to myself, Tony, where do we get to the point to where we know the Jordan one has been popular for a few years now, oversaturated and we saw because of the design, it was going to go back to the dunk eventually. But what light bulb went off? What switch was flipped where there was a regular dunk, regular color, quality less, and the resale is three times more than the actual suggested retail price, which is a good $30 over what it should be as is. Um, it's bothersome to me, man, the way you see a regular Carolina white dunk or white and black dunk, and these kids are paying... 270 280 290 for them and it's good and it's cool now because that's what's in and you can go online and see that's what they're worth so they feel like they're worth something because what they are wearing right now on the black market is worth something i think that's my point man is seeing how you value yourself and how you value what, what you are obtaining as opposed to you saying this is my identity this is what i like this is what i'm rocking and you get respect from folks that 
that say this guy is wearing what he likes and that's just uh, just a change in philosophy a change in thought process but maybe tony maybe this generation has not had the opportunity to be creative and be developed as we were i'm not sure because the accessibility is just there and it's rapid and it's fast and it's ongoing and it changes so quickly um everyone's like they need to belong i believe yeah i mean and this is you know as a you know, our generation, and we're talking about multiple generations after us, you know, there are always times where I'm, where I always try to s- sit back and say, you know, do I just not like it because it's old and I wouldn't do it this way? <laughs> or, um, or are we just that different? Maybe the answer is what we've, all of the above of what we've just said. And their stories are just different, right? Our stories, we were influenced by watching Michael Jordan like actually play uh, Penny Hardaway actually playing. Now you don't have that same influence. And then half of the players, when you watch them, they're not wearing what's on the shelf anyway. Um, so the influence changed. The influence is the stock market of sneakers. You know, like, and that may be the, the, the thing that we're missing because, you know, we're saying, but what about the individuality? What about the stuff? it may not be that serious for them. And it feels like it doesn't. If everyone's walking around cloned of each other, um, you know, remember the, the shoe circle where you would take the picture with all the shoes. Now what does the shoe circle look like? It, everyone is the same shoe. So what, what's the point of, of, of any of that? And how is that? It's like, how is that cool? Well, maybe it is. Um, but then, um, they got influence. You know, we talked about dunks. I probably, I guess we can point to Travis Scott for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's because he's, such a mega influencer right now that he wears what he likes Mm. and then all of a sudden everyone likes it. So, but you notice how the crowd isn't following him because he likes it and they're not trying to join in that level of like, they just want it because he got it. Mm. They don't care that he like it either. Just like they don't care that what we like. Maybe that's the answer interesting man just i um thought this is a good topic to talk about in general because um it's just interesting to me where i see the trend every six months to where i'm like oh how did that become popular again oh how did that become popular again and um of course when you have celebrities and so forth um where certain things bring certain things out um but some things just come out and the companies um try to enforce um something to come back and it just doesn't hit the way it did before and I'm starting to see that a lot too. So um, I see it, like I said, it's a lot more power in the people, but maybe they don't realize that they have the power. So it's just a very interesting time now, Tony, which I can't really see any clear lines right now. Yeah. And also again, because we're historians over here at the soul material podcast, you know, we came up, we got to see the whole evolution, right? So we're asking why are these things happening? Maybe because we, saw what was going on before with some of these brands, someone like a Gentry that was sitting there, you know, literally toying with the Jordan catalog, literally toying with phones just to see how far they could go Hmm. because they didn't have social media to give them those answers. So we got to see the testing of certain things and then watching it sit and fall and then just them not doing that all over again. But then when you see certain, uh, you know, the beginning of influences where people start the, the rise of uh, customizations coming back. And then what happens? I remember one of the first ones was like, remix the kicks. And then all of a sudden, what did Nike do? They started filling in the Air Forces just like they were filling in the Air Forces mm-hmm. and not really fully giving them credit. But, you know, 
then the waves, because again, I work for in the corporate retail side when the Air Forces was really coming back to and the customizations. Red hot. Oh my goodness. Um, and it, like how, how much they just forced that on people. Um, and then it was only because they started to see newer trends. But before I felt like they were in that kitchen just cooking up stuff and just throwing it out there, throwing it against the wall, see what sticks. And we as the customer, because we didn't have any other avenues of influence, we had to be we had to see that at the store level. We had to see that go in and out in, you know, the subculture to actually even know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about gentry and people like that. Um, you know, what was going on? Um, and I really think that that's part of the answer is that now you have, it's like the music industry. There's no, they're not A&R in it anymore. Um, it's your job as a, as the independent, as the person to, to see what, to do whatever you're doing and then the brands come and just react. Um, and then if you guys like dunks now, they start making more of them and they flood you with them. They, they don't even have half the good materials and all that stuff. You know why? People don't care. Mm-hmm. They just want what they want when they want them. And what happened to the days of particularly that shoe? You can skate in it. You can change a tire. You can ball, go to school. You can actually wear khakis with them. It, it was just a all-around just great shoe, and now um, that like is being preserved. And again, you are this in this category of folks that oh, you're a dunkhead. And I was like, but just you know, two years ago, you were a foam head, and two years before then, you had all the Jordans and Air Force Ones in your closet. So, and two years before then, you're from the DC, you ran um, all DCs and Vans because that what was the hot thing around here was the total alternative like punk rock look. Um, yeah, when Vans hit, when Vans came back to DC, I, or I was, I didn't realize <laughs> where I was living anymore. <laughs> I was like, that's the bottom. Like, like whatever happened to our all black everything? You know what I'm saying? Give me some gray new balances, just nine nineties, nine nine twos, and up. Everything else, just all black, man. Like, I don't even care what it was. It was just it had to be all black. Um, and, you know, but you know, and we we did the phone thing. Uh till we couldn't do it no more and then now they just stopped i guess they're not um as popular i guess the dunks again the dunks ain't gonna last forever either Uh but that's what's happening right now um and now again with the the fake supply and demand you know they're always gonna keep selling out on on the sneakers app and um everything's selling up and then they're just gonna come back and restock and Uh stuff um and again everything's lows Uh, (laughs) um they don't even do the like how many times the like the college pack has come out, I don't know how many times in our lifetime. Um, but it's almost like it's the first time right now. Um, where someone like Travis Scott again can wear um Wu Tang dunks and then everyone goes nuts as if the shoe didn't exist before he showed up. But again, um I feel like what's the daughter's name? Stormy? I feel like she has more influence than half of real uh, sneakerheads. You just Put it on the on the on the on the celebrity and the celebrity kids, and then now all of a sudden, um, it's 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 hot, um, and now we can't buy dunks anymore. <laughs> what, what happened to that? That's the life and times that we're in, and Tony, I'm going to be quite frank in which, um, times like this, we can take advantage of, because I had a DS pair of those SB burlap dunks. It was my favorite dunk. Um, I ended up getting three pair from a store. Um, and Frederick Maryland is now closed called pit crew, um, end up paying with that time was, um, over sale of double of one forty cause they were 70 out the box, believe it or not. And, um, if I tell you how much I sold that shoe for, 
um, you probably wouldn't be surprised, but you'd probably be like, um, really? And it was opportunity. So I hate being opportunist, but I'm saying to myself, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase and this joint, everything has a price. If you're going to offer me 900 cash for a shoe I paid 144 in 2006, and that burlap dunk was the most uncomfortable dunk because it looked good, but it was not functional for your foot. Mm-hmm. So um, I still got my, I still got one used pair, but that one DS pair has gone out the door. That 900 is going to end up being invested in probably being 3,000 in, in probably 24 to 36 months. And I'm just saying to myself, I cannot complain that much because I have the opportunity to do something like that. But I'm saying to myself, who will pay $900 for these just to be a little bit different, just to be a little bit distinctive to just stunt on someone because most likely they're going to end up selling this shoe used for maybe five or six hundred after they get their two wears out of it or do it for the gram or do it for the book or whatever and I'm just like this is the days and times that we're in right now yeah it is and it's now again we may like we say what we like we say what we don't but we're not stupid okay if it's gonna get sold um so I totally agree because I think that's another thing that with our era and how much time we spend in the game, we just don't hold on to, we're not attached to this stuff anyway. Hmm. Um, at the end of the day, um, if that's what it's yielding right now, um, you know, then go ahead. Cause what's, the, you know, with these prices, they're going to keep changing. Yesterday's prices aren't today's prices. All right. Um, so when we're going through, uh, assessing what value is, um, we look at stuff as what's valuable to us first. And then we may look at what's going on in the marketplace. I think if people don't have value, I I really hope, sidebar, I really hope that the people that are spending this much money are actually wearing them and thoroughly enjoying them and can walk away saying that they spent their money and they they got their money's worth. I really hope that that's the case. I just don't think that it is, but... (laughs) It is what it is. I hope that you got the girl's number or whatever you're trying to do um, um, to, to do this. So, um, And then one more thing with with this topic before we, uh, you know, wrap it up is really I just wanted to pose a rhetorical question that we just we touch on. And then it's really for the rest of the audience to really ponder on this. But because we could take this whole conversation and then flip it inside out and reverse and f- turn the direction of who and what is being influenced, hmm. right? Because we're talking about how the consumers are influenced by the, the, the marketplace over time and then brands, certain advertisements, and then you have actual influencers, influencers at the grassroots level, people that you see at certain events um, that you would see in your neighborhoods, that you see at sporting events or whatever, um, local coaches, athletes, all that good stuff. Because um, you actually a while ago you had to be there for people to see it, but now you have this digital space. So, and we talked about the evolution of how the products got created. So who's influencing who now is the social media influencing the customer is social media. I feel like social media might be stuck in the middle and they're just, they're pivoting off of their influence. They influence the customers, they influence the brands um, and they just pivot back and forth. And who allowed them to do that? Uh, <laughs> Well, that would be everybody's fault um, because we didn't regulate their entry into our culture. Um, so how do we do that now? How do we fix that? I don't know. Just a rhetorical question, but who's influencing who? The brands are just following along with the sheep and then just 
literally just putting the carrot. It's like we just have that carrot dangling in front of you, and then everyone's just a hamster on the wheel. And my thing is the fundamental changes, Tony, because I have experienced this so much now that it has become numb. But I'm so tired of guys looking at my feet before they look into my face and speaking. What happened to the point of looking at someone face to face and saying hi? Now people look at your feet first before they speak. It's just it's just bizarre. Well, I mean, I know we're city dwellers, so we're always looking down when we walk anyway. Um, but what happens is when you got a fresh pair, they don't look up and say nothing. That's what maybe that's me, but that's what be happening, yo. Because then the look changes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then you might have a, you know, what are those moments? We don't even have what are those moments anymore because no one's even even speaking uh, like that, or they know that they can just go on the aftermarket site and get whatever they want because they just and just pay for it. Um, so it's amazing because uh, look, they do that in the stores. The stores don't even. Uh, tell you like we'll look it up at another store or suggest something they just say go on StockX I'm like damn you don't even tell them to go to another store that's your same store like around the corner you'll just immediately say go on StockX go on eBay to go find the Jordans or whatever you're looking for we sold out today or now go across the hall and say there's a resale store across the hall you may have to pay double but go ahead and help yourself yeah so again all not keeping the money within the circle um, and then what are you teaching the customer? Uh, nothing. Uh, they're they're just saying you you basically just taught them to pay the highest price to get what you want. Um, and patience is no factor in this equation. Um, you can have it when you want it, as long as you're gonna pay. And you will pay. And we are paying <laughs> all of them, triple entendre um, uh, with all of that. So so again, you know, this was a. You know, dead or alive moment. <laughs> like, what's going on? Or is the culture is is this part of the culture dead or alive? What's going on with the influence? Um, and who's influencing who? Again, all things that we're trying to um, shed light on here at the Soul Material Podcast, and we're honest and transparent. We don't have all the answers, uh, but we're posing the correct questions that will help spark the answer um, because the dialogue needs to expand. Um, so we're happy to start it here. So. Um, just a, you know, final thought from a, from the OG before we wrap up here. The game needs to change. And I'll just say, in the words of Digital Underground, do what you like. In the words of the OGEO, be yourself, be confident in yourself, and wear what you like. Be an influencer yourself. Be a leader yourself. Let's start there. Let's start from the bottom. Let's start from scratch. Let's start from the foundation. Let's start from the roots. Let's get back to that. Yeah. Get back to being yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself you f- you the flyest of the fly, and then walk out the door and be that. Other than that, you don't need anyone else to tell you or show you. Because um, trust me, when when we were watching Michael Jordan play, we were not thinking about getting gold or hoop earrings and big suits <laughs> that he wore off the court. We weren't our favorite athletes. We weren't thinking about what they were wearing off the court. But now, a little different different level of influence so just just be mindful of the depth of that influence that you are uh, taking on um and then just always uh let it inspire you but don't let it fully take you over um and and influence you Um, i feel like with epmd man i feel like we are definitely 1992 epmd tony you know stick the underground funk keep the crossover that's how i kind of feel yep well we're ourselves boom And and that's it That's the bottom line. The soul material said so.
All right. Signing off, your boy EO. And T Mark the Street Shark. Till next time. Another episode. See you on the flip. I'm a winner, and I want to get back to winning like Juwan and I used to do in college. So I feel if I play, we're going to win, and I want to play so we can win. That's, that's my role.